Well, hello. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosenwald. And this, this is Married, married to Hollywood. Hollywood. Where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly. About being married to each other. And the industry. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good, honey. How are you? Congratulations. Uh, today is closing on my first sale woo, in real woo. estate. Yes, thank woo, you. Woo. I will take the congratulations. I'm very proud of you. The ink should be dry. Um, we should. The check should be in the mail. Yeah. So, yeah. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Or it's I guess the exciting. money should be getting wired. Whatever the whatever the circumstances are. Yes, but I'm very proud of you. Thank You've worked you. very hard. And thank you. How does it feel to have the first sale under like, my belt? Official. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like what I was saying to your mom. It's that it's been so much like the anticipation, 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 and now it's over. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's what's exciting about it is the sellers are happy, the buyers are happy. Ooh, I just had like a burp I had to swallow. That was delightful. Um, <laughs> and at, at the end of the day, that's what matters when you're in service is that the people you're working with and working for are happy. Is yeah. that, and you know, it, it's really exciting to, um, that we got a great price and that the the seller's net's really good and that's exciting. But yeah. the most exciting thing at the end of the day is a happy seller and a happy buyer. Happy seller, happy buyer, and you're going to get a commission check. Which that's, is nice, It's yeah. going to be great. You were heading out this morning and you're still wearing it because of when we're, uh, recording this right now, but you're wearing an amazing suit and a sharp tie, and your hair's you just you look so good and so Aww, sexy thanks, and so boo. professional and Aww. just so Aww. wow. You're and sweet. I know I said that to you this morning, and then you came back, and I was like, "You're still in the." I like it. I just of I love still in the outfit. No, I, I know, but like for lunch, I thought you were going to change before lunch, and I'm yeah. just. But Lila was getting put down for a nap, yeah. and it would have been a whole thing. So then I saw you in the kitchen and was like, oh, "Hi." Yeah. Hi, Mr. Handsome. Yeah. In your well, handsome suit. This morning I had to run out <laughs> to a listing the, where the contractor is in just got his first negative COVID test yeah, after being holy COVID cow. positive. What was that experience like? I mean, Miguel's in great health, thankfully. Good, um, good, good. But it was it was just concerning. So I we were, I ran out to that and then came home and showered. Right, right. Um, and there's it there's been little pop-ups of COVID around some different offices in town. So now it's just a matter of everyone hunkering down, being Being safe. Being diligent, being being safe. I know we were saying the next 92, 120 days. My dad keeps saying it too. 120, It's going to be really hard the next 90 to 120 days. And you're going to have to go back to protocol that we did in Los Angeles when this first started of come home, go get straight in the shower, wash whatever needs washing. We're just going to need like a, we're going to need an air disinfector and a, a UV light to kill everything. That's it's just it's just crazy the way yeah. it's spiraled. The New Zealand's declared free now, and we're like, yeah. ugh. Well, New Zealand declared free, and then as of but yesterday, then, uh, COVID made its way to Antarctica. How did it get to Antarctica? Well, like, had, had anyone come to the base, or well, did it? What travel? happened? What happened was, I'm sure some of those people were, all, were on leave from the base. They got exposed. They were asymptomatic. Didn't realize they'd been exposed. Went back to work after testing negative. Yeah, and then and then it happened. Became symptomatic while they were there, and then they, thankfully everyone's relatively mild cases. They have thirty six cases, thirty six on a base cases. in Antarctica. Like that's that's something out of a horror film. I know. Yeah, it legitly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. There's a horror movie that starts in Antarctica when the disease unleashes in the ice. What's that? What's that movie I'm thinking of? They're in the bunker below ice. Um, there's like lots of them specifically. Oh, I'm thinking of one. John uh, Carpenter's movie? No. It'll come back to me. Is Kurt Russell in it? No. Okay. I can't. It'll come back to me. Okay. It'll hit me at three o'clock in the morning and I'll go, babe. That that was the one. That was the one. 
Uh, last night, Jason got to participate in uh, a really fun little thing with the studio where they're doing these, you know, Zoom well, table reads. So last week it started. It started with a Christmas, Christmas carol, carol. And I just didn't have the energy or time well, to do it. Well, we had just done breakthrough. Yeah. Like, we just needed a break. A break. We needed a break. We needed a breather. <laughs> and then last night we did... Uh, uh, Love, Love Actually, actually which really, we're watching tonight, which yeah, is going to be It was really so nice fun. to read that script because I've never read the script. and It was different. It was different. Um, a lot of the pop culture references are different. Yeah. A lot of the, just a, a lot of the touches in the film that ended up, I, it makes me wonder what things we saw in the final film were scripted and what were ad-libs, improvs, or throwaway takes. Absolutely. That ended up surviving. Mm-hmm. Um the they restructured sections of the film. Yeah, they restructured. The opening was a little around. bit different. Yeah, um, yeah but, but I, I had the same thought of you, a lot you of tell the, pop, the story three times. Right, a lot of the pop culture references were different on the page, and my thought was, when was the script actually written, and mm-hmm. were those the 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 references they were going to be using, or was that really soon to the actual shooting script and the rights of using the name or trying to get that person? Because uh, instead of Claudia Schiffer. It was Nicole Kidman. It was Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were just lots of other little things like that of songs that were playing or names of things well, or references. And I just thought it was really interesting. Was it a rights issue or a timing issue? I think it would have been a, a bunch of things yeah. because um, they were making a, lots of references to Dirty Dancing yeah. and, um, and Sleepless in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And if the studio that ended up producing this didn't have the rights to those uh, or wasn't, uh, wasn't cost effective for them to pay for those rights for shooting, you just you know you pay you pay for the thing you have cheaper rights to and you do a little rewrite you right. scrub the script a little bit that's it's true that's what you have to do but and maybe it's because it's such a classic and we've seen it so many times but I can't imagine the scene with the stepdad and the eleven year old doing that scene to anything else but Kate and Leo in Titanic yeah. like I can't even imagine it being anything else that's true. and that was supposed to be um, Dirty Dancing that, wasn't, no, wasn't that the time that of your life? one was supposed to be. Um, the time of your life dirty dancing scene was an addition. They kind of ended up combining oh, those two scenes. Them. Um and so it was Sleepless in Seattle and Dirty Dancing were combined uh, for Titanic. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because uh, But I can't like that's yeah. such an iconic moment with them and I well, just it's and so then funny. The character of Colin, who um I adore from the movie, he actually has a little bit more of a story in the version of the script that we read. And they cut it down. They cut it down. Also Tony, his uh in the movie he's portrayed by an African American actor. I guess maybe not African American Afro English actor. Yeah. Um and he, that story is born out a little bit more like uh, Judy and John or Judy and Jack and Tony's interactions. Like those are a little bit more in depth. Um, I thought, yeah, overall, it's just a very interesting script to what, what else? Oh, I thought I, w- I was like, wait, is it, was it an extra character that they added or did they do this because you were reading the role of Peter? But Tony and Peter in the movie are the same person. No, they're not. Peter, who's the director of with 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 Judy and that's it, Tony. That's Tony. That's not the same. That's not Chiwetel Ejiofor. Oh nope 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 nope. Oh <laughs> wow wow wow. Nope nope. <laughs> Never mind. Retract everything I just said. I was like, why are they combining that? No nope nope. No. I stand corrected. You sit corrected. You're sitting. I sit corrected. Yeah, that was um one of one of the things I love about 
Love Actually is how many actors kind of like blew up. Andrew Lincoln? Shortly thereafter. Are you kidding me? She would tell Edgy Four. She would tell Edgy Four. Keira Knightley was like... That was kind of as Keira Knightley's... As her star was exploding. It was right as the first Pirates was happening. Yeah. Like That was right as she was, uh, was exploding. It part of Bill Nighy's like renaissance. That was at the beginning I of... Feel it in well, my fingers. He went on a pretty long run of really consistent toes. work. Yeah. Um, from between that... The Underworld movies, the Pirates Caribbean movies, mm-hmm. and then... And then he did a couple incredible, the low-budget indie like yeah. art house films he, that yeah. were so incredible. But that is part of why, as actors... I think you and I talked about this once. I don't think we've ever talked about it on here. But why certain actors do some of the really big, blockbuster, huge things. Yes, for the paycheck. Yes, for the exposure. Yes, for the clout and all that. But then it gives them the luxury, because of the paycheck and the clout and all of that, to do the smaller art films... And the the real passion projects well, that really gets their their more, mojo going. And more recently, what they've been able to do is they get those big paychecks mm-hmm. as actors, and then they turn around and on smaller projects they're passionate about, they also become They'll producers. Produce so they They'll can take a they can take a small uh, they can take a smaller fee as an actor, right? Uh, which is a a packaging issue when you look at things between. When you look at contracts, as far as like yeah. a, as part of the guild or the union, but I do it's respect troubling, that that's how they cool. how they are They're able to do yeah. the art that they want to do. Yeah. Not that Underworld's not artistic, not that no, Pirates no, isn't but artistic, but just to be able to go into those real meaty nitty gritty roles that you need the clout in order to get. Well, I would say the actors that do that and do that successfully, they treat by and large. Every character Everything the, same, the same. same way. Absolutely. So they dig As into they dig into that um, art house project about ethereal time travel and how love spans no matter what. I love, the same. That, I love that you just made up a... <laughs> well, it's <laughs> like a combination of like eight <laughs> films right there. Um, the same way they would they would <laughs> dig into a sparkly vampire movie. Yeah. But when you do that, yeah. you, um, I was actually just watching um, Kirsten, Kristen Stewart? Kirsten Stewart, Kristen Stewart, right? Bella? Yes. Okay. So uh, she did a movie that came out earlier this year that apparently was being held since 2017. Oh, which one? Called Underwater. It's oh. kind of like aliens at the bottom of the ocean. How is it? It's really good. Because her um, new one with Dan Levy, I really, really want to see. Her pacing is really good. Um, uh, our, our old neighbor uh, auditioned for that one. Oh, Hank auditioned for yeah, that Hank one? Yeah, Hank auditioned for that one. Um, Hi, Hank. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> But it's really well paced. She does a really good job in it. The film's flawed. Um, yeah. It's got some really cool uh, allegories to uh, Cthulhu, who's like, the H.P. Lovecraft like is like having its moment right now. He's having his his posthumous moment. But she, I think as an actor, doesn't get enough credit for how sh- hard she works. Truth. I just think she picks bad projects. I think, because she got so huge... Obviously, from Twilight, she became this pop culture icon. Yeah. Um, a lot of people forget she started as a child actor. It's true. In Panic Room. She was great in Panic Room. And she was Jodie Foster's daughter and was fabulous in that. And then, you know, Charlie's Angels, which I know we watched and we were really hopeful for it. And oh, we it was were so very, bad. very disappointed. You know, she she does do these things. But it was I, aggressively bad. Julianne Moore, it's when she won, uh, what she won the Oscar for, still Alice. Mm-hmm. Is that what five years ago now? Six years ago? It could be longer. Gosh, I'm. I don't remember. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> uh, I want to say it's 2015, but I could be wrong with that. But that date is what's in my head at the moment. Um, she played her daughter in that, and she won the BAFTA, and she won. It was just suddenly like, oh right, 
Yeah, she you can, act. can act. You're not not that she wasn't acting in Twilight. That's not what I meant. No, but she got. But it's like, oh right, she got typed. You're she got an typed artist, and you bit. really got typed in that kind and of role. And then she had that affair, yeah, and then she, she kind of just then she discovered then she Snow discovered White. herself a little bit more. She did. She did. Um, but yeah. There are moments when she does films like I'm very very excited for her new one. I'm gonna have to look up the name, but uh, it's it's the um, she's going home to meet her girlfriend's Isn't family. It like home for holidays? But the girlfriend Mackenzie Davis right? doesn't yeah doesn't hasn't told the family she's gay, and so she's like, "This is my best friend who's an orphan, and I'm just bringing her home for the holidays." And uh, I've heard it's fantastic. Yeah, and I'm very excited to watch it. We should watch that this week. Okay, I'm I'm done for watching all the holiday movies. On top of Love Actually Tonight, we're gonna watch the holiday tomorrow, Christmas Day. I know we're gonna do Wonder Woman, hundred percent, one thousand percent. Um, we, I also we might, watched, we might do a double feature. Okay, so check this out. In the last th- two days, I yeah, watched you're watching movies. Hotel Artemis. And I watched Underwater in the last two days, just because I've been. Is that why you've been coming to bed at like two a.m.? I've just been buzzing a little <laughs> bit later in the afternoons and evenings, yeah. and it's just been helping me settle down. Settle Hotel down. Artemis um, is kind of like if Jodie Foster's character from Panic Room, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like it's basically the hotel is a panic room for thieves. It's where they can be oh, safe in the event of you know. A, anyway, it's a really. I'm just. I think now is a really good time for creators. I know this is kind of like redundant, but it's a golden era for media, for creating content. And there's so much good stuff that just gets missed. It's true. Because, and and will I think in this next iteration of exhibition, we'll have an opportunity to live a little bit more because it can live online and right. not have to try to compete for screen time in a theater. In a theater and box office numbers and yeah, because like I, I think there's a lot of movies. If you don't hit a certain number, you get pulled after three weeks. And yeah, right. Because you're not going to compete with um, the newest uh, Marvel movie that's coming. Exactly. exactly. Uh, What's happening uh, with the the all of those films? They're still figuring that out. Well, no, specifically Black Widow. What's happening with her? They, don't they were know. saying it was going to go online, then it's like it's not going online, then it's going to go to theaters, but no one's going to theaters. I think they'll do a simultaneous release. Well, the Basically, I think Disney is... Disney tested a little bit with Mulan, and it did okay for them financially. Like, they made they made money on Mulan. That's good. We still need to watch that. Um, now, it's, now you can watch it for free. Well, then let's so definitely watch it. what they're going to figure out is, as WB rolls this thing out with Wonder Woman, how can a tentpole film that you're going to release... Um, streaming and simultaneously in theaters. What does that look like financially for you as a studio? Like right, no, because I was yeah. wondering that too. Are we gonna have to pay for Wonder Woman? Maybe, or is it because it's HBO Max and no. we're already? Oh no, Wonder Woman. No, I don't believe so. I, it's part of the. Part they're of just that. rolling it out. Yeah. Warner Brothers is just rolling it all out. Which is one of the issues that um, they have with Dune. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Dune Legendary is uh, under the Warner Brothers umbrella, mm-hmm. and uh, when uh, is it Chalamet? Yeah, right. Chalamet's in Dune. Timothy Chalamet, big dude from. Uh, is he? I think you're right. Yeah, he's the lead. Him and Zendaya. I love him. Zendaya. I always screw that up. Grr. Anyway, I uh, thought it was Zendaya, but it's Zendaya. Okay, him and Zendaya, are the the leads of uh, Dune. Mm-hmm. He when he hosted SNL, he wore a legendary T-shirt, <laughs> and it was kind of like <laughs> him taking a dig at Warner Brothers. That's kind of cool. Just because like those films, they're depending on what your contract is. Yeah. You need that film to do well at box office. Yeah, you, absolutely. And, and then when you find out that it's going straight to streaming, all right. Well, if its first if its first exhibition is streaming, 
what is that and how does that change certain triggers and clauses in your contract? Right. And I'm, I can't think it doesn't. It has to. It has to. It has to. So it's a, it's a curious time. It's definitely a curious time. Um, but, but I am what, excited yeah. to watch Wonder Woman. I'm really excited. I'm glad well, it's coming out. I'm glad we're able I, to see I, it. And but... I also just finished watching the end of Mandalorian season two. Oh, yeah. How was it? Oh. You seemed very happy with it. Okay. I have not watched any of Mandalorian. So can I drop some spoilers on you? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Skip ahead. Skip ahead. <laughs> skip ahead a little bit. I don't know how long because I don't know how long I'm going to go on this rant for. Um, keep, keep it a short rant. Little so rant. the finale was baby super fan servicey, mm-hmm. but in the best way possible. Okay. So uh, little baby Yoda. Also named Grogu. He's very cute. He's very cute. Uh, he his story has grown a little bit this year. Uh, the Mandalorian uh, Mando was tasked with returning him to the Jedi, so they get to a place where it's super force sensitive, and he can sit on a little rock and reach out to a Jedi in the neighboring universe. Um, Grogu does this, and we, so for the next two episodes, we're trying to figure out who's the Jedi he reached out to, who's the Jedi, and it's like all the nerd forums, like, well, honestly, there's like. Only three Jedi that we know that are alive, and there's really only one that we want to see, and it's probably Luke Skywalker. So they had a de-aged Mark Hamill. What? And they dropped, and he's like the Deus Ex Machina of the finale. Like oh, they're about wow. to get gunned down, and, and Skywalker he just appears. You, you there's this shot where there's um, one of the characters goes, "Oh, there's a ship on approach," and they look at the screen. And it's an X-wing, solo X-wing pulling in, and I, I'm. You just know. Well, Did your heart like my my hair's already standing up on me right now, just <laughs> talking about it? And you're like, it's gonna be Luke. Oh my god, it's gonna be Luke. Oh my god, it's gonna be Luke. And then the black hood, and then the green saber just lights up, and you see that it's in a black gloved hand because he has a he wears because a glove already... over his hand because right. when it was chopped off. Right. And then he just starts mowing through these, um, these uh, droids that so like the Mandalorian is. A very good fighter. He struggled killing one of them, and, and Luke just, just them down. mows through them. Whoa. And it's really. Do you remember in Rogue One when uh, I loved Rogue One? When, by the way, when all of those rebels get trapped in that little airlock with Vader, and he just destroys them. Yes, it's actually called Vader's Kill Box. <laughs> is what it's called. That's apropos in the in the nerd world. Um, in the nerd in world. nerd parlance. Yes. They basically frame up Luke doing that to a bunch of these super scary looking droids. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, we forget. Because there's such a gap between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogies, Luke is super powerful in oh, the Force yeah. at this time frame. Oh, yeah. And so Grogu goes off with him. And so now there's this thought that maybe oh, Grogu and Luke start the temple together. And that that's eventually, that... that's eventually where Ben Solo becomes Kylo Ren, is at that temple. So there might be so a lot of the concern with Mandalorian, and I guess we're out of spoiler territory now, has been... You can listen again. <laughs> welcome back. Thanks. People uh, who had skipped ahead. Hi. Um, welcome back. Um, <laughs> that they were kind of branching off and doing their own thing. And then things started happening this season where it felt like, oh no, is this directly tying into the sequel trilogies? But it, it is and it isn't. It is, but isn't. They're correcting things. They're kind ah. of like, they're, and they're sprinkling things in that make what happened in the sequel trilogies more palatable while still annoying and screwy and wasteful. Um, <laughs> I, I like Star Wars Tell us movies. how you really feel about the... Uh, I was just disappointed. No, I, those were very I'm not as aggressively disappointed as some people we know. Hi, Bowman. Um, What's up, Bowman? <laughs> 
And now Hayden Christensen's coming back to play Vader, which is very curious. In the new series. With Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, Shinobi Kenobi. Which is very, it's very curious that Hayden Christensen would unretire to be Vader. Considering at this point, he should be in the suit and masked up, which means we're going to see a Vader not masked up at all times. Because if you're Hayden Christensen, why do you return to that role if that's the case? You're not going to hide your face the whole time. And then I just hope that James Earl Jones is still well enough um, to, that he can voice the voice, whole series. To do voice. Uh, or, or I hope they just do a limited enough series. How that, old is James Earl Jones now? He's going to be in his 70s or 80s. That's a, that's a look-up thing that I can do if yeah. you want to riff. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. I just, I love him very, but very, yeah, very much. It's been a, like, kind of like circling back. It's just such a good time to create. It is. And you and I started watching... Um, Ava, which I'm actually really... Jessica Chastain? I love Jessica Chastain from the second she appeared yeah. in 2011. I've been wanting to watch that movie for the like tree two of life. months. And I Thank have you for waiting. Not, yeah. I'm, I'm very proud of you for... Well, like, I figured underwater you wouldn't be super interested. Under, um, though Hotel Artemis, the, um, the male lead is one of your favorite actors right now. Oh, yeah? Who is one of your favorite actors? I was going to say actors. who? He wins every award and his smile will melt your soul. Of course, now I'm going to blink because... Yep. His voice is like butter. He has been in Frozen 2, as well as one of your favorite TV shows about triplets. Okay. He's African-American. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I, was, I was like, wait, wait, what? Sterling I K. Brown. I love Sterling yeah, K. He's Brown. The, he's the lead of the film, and he's... I freaking love Sterling He's K. an Brown. antihero, and he's great in Hotel You Artists. said Frozen, and then triplets, and I was like, Jonathan Groff? He's not in This Is Us. I was like, where, what? <laughs> you confused me with that. But yes, no, his his uh, <laughs> smile can melt. Oh, love that man. He Just can, his voice. His Every, energy. Everything, everything his, about him. Everything about is, him. I love him. His swagger, even when he's yeah, he playing... he has major swagger. Even when he's playing a character yeah. that is um, uncomfortable, unconfident, or not in... not hasn't quite reached There's their own yet. There's still a... What you can... Well, that's the Sterling swag. But that's the that's the hook <laughs> for the character for me when I'm watching is I'm yeah. watching the character doesn't know that they're already in their element mm-hmm. and haven't, like, they haven't realized they have the strength within themselves yet. And it's one of those, like, discoveries Sterling K. Brown lets almost all of his characters have. Yeah. And that's, like, his special it's sauce. His thing. His special sauce. Well, it, it's his unique technique. Like, yeah. We talk about in acting class all the time is that there's something that you can bring to every character that only you can uniquely bring. And whenever he discovered it, I I almost wish I had been there for the moment. To with see the, that moment of, he, oh, this is my thing. Whether it was an audition my, or like he got direction to do something different thing. or he was just like working on something. He was like, yeah. oh, I can, I can bring that to everything. Dude. I'm behind on This Is Us. I got to catch up. I'm like three episodes oh, well, behind. Oh, I can't watch that show. It's too stressful. I know, but it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I finally have been watching Euphoria. I'm on episode eight. I don't know if I can watch that show. Either. I don't think you know. Between all the drug I'm gonna use say and like no. worrying about I'm going to say daughter. no. Mm. Don't, don't do that. Don't do it to yourself. But it's excellent. And I understand why Zendaya won uh, the Emmy. It's can very, we talk about our brave well daughter? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Let's talk about our brave daughter. Our brave, wonderful, incredible daughter. Well, she did a ton of things this week. Um, Most impressively, what are the things that she did this last week? Well, so uh, there are a couple. She did wind up having a UTI. Womp, so, womp, womp. you know, we had taken her to the pediatrician, and I think we had we had said it last week. I had to have her in a bathroom peeing in a cup, mm-hmm. which was a whole thing. But I was very proud of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and they called Saturday, saying that even though the initial didn't show, she did have mm-hmm. secondary. Mm-hmm. So we had to. Uh, get 
Med- medicine and and for her. Get her some antibiotics and some probiotics. And some to make probiotics sure we don't too. Destroy her little tummy. And that was not going well. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about screaming, arching, spitting uh, it out, no matter how you're doing it. And it just, it kind of broke your soul when oh, you yeah. snuck in Saturday night to try oh, to do that was it. Just horrific. That was awful. And then Sunday morning, we got like a smidge of a dose. It was like, there's got to be an easier way to do this. And, and I then started singing. Brilliantly. <laughs> Why, thank you. A spoonful of sugar from Mary Poppins. And she goes, sing spoon sugar again, spoon of sugar again. And I would sing it and sing it and sing it. And I mean, you don't want to start your kids off the day with a sugar high. But you know what? If it gets the medicine <laughs> it gets and it medicated. gets it in, I put a, millig- uh, of a, milliliter. a milliliter of the, the medicine yeah. on a spoon and then a dollop of maple syrup. syrup on top. And we sing Spoonful of Sugar, and she opens her mouth, and she takes oh. it right away. It, we have to do it four or five times to get the whole dose in. And then uh, she gets a marshmallow. As a reward. As a reward. Yeah. And this morning, she did it so beautifully. She didn't even bat an eye. Yesterday, she still went scared of medicine, yeah. you know, me no want. And this morning, she was like, okay, mommy. And we did it. And I thanked her for taking her medicine so so nicely and so bravely. And she goes, you're welcome. <laughs> This little, this little voice. You're welcome. Um, yeah. But no, she's she's wonderful, and she did after bath. Look at us two nights ago, and she went, my whole half feels better. And yeah. I went, oh sweet lady. And it just melts you. And so we she, we clapped, and she clapped, yeah. and we were carrying her. I was carrying her to her room, and my mom was in the closet, and she goes, Grandmommy, <laughs> my whole half feels really better. Well, I mean, just the use of really Said there. Really better is what she Very said. Impressive. <laughs> I was so impressed. Um, but she's also a little daredevil. And uh, <laughs> I was checking on her during nap yesterday because I got this notice, you know, I'm sound teaching and it says sound detected. And I look and she is standing up straddling the corners of her bed, like full on gymnastic style. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I took a screenshot. I sent it to Jason and just went, she is going to... Love, love gymnastics. Gymnastics. And I make her tumble all the time. Tumble her all the all time. And toss her up in the air. And, and she's catch doing her. her singing narration musicals just about oh, daily now. Yeah. It's just it's about really daily. So I know the day's winding down. <laughs> she, right, she does it right after dinner, like as we're getting ready to go up for up shower for bath. bath. Bed. And it's so cute. Yesterday, you guys were playing football. What was that like for you to be throwing a football around with her? It I mean, was so We've cute. done it before, actually, and it didn't get documented. Oh, um, but it, I'd never seen her. Th- Throw it to you. Well, I've been encouraging it more. Oh, God, and more. it was it's, so It's a cute. large object for a person her size to be tossing around. Truth. She's 33 pounds, by the yes, way. Yes, and just over three feet tall. Yes. But She's a big girl. She, it's fun. I think the running around with her, I think the most important thing for me to continue to remember is that no matter what she does, I have to encourage her to try her hardest and do her best at it. Yeah. And even if it's something that she's not naturally gifted at, if she wants to put in the effort, supporting it and yeah. not so like the running around and the playing with the football, like I, part of my brain went, she's never going to play football. Then I was like, oh wait, girls play football now. Now okay, cool. Oh, interesting. Like I had to like you had that thought. I had this like weirdly sexist like. Is that why you fleeting. mentioned what it's going to be like with a with a boy if we have a boy? No, no, not that. Not the roughhousing stuff. That's what I'm. I'm curious about. Yeah, yeah. If I'm going to roughhouse our son the same way I roughhouse my daughter, um, not that we're pregnant. We're not pregnant. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> uh, no holiday. No holiday news baby. in that um, regard. But it, it was it was one of those like um, intrusive thoughts that just came and went, and I was like, that was weird. 
<laughs> that I had How that thought. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, just it's one of those things that she just is so darn impressive in everything that she does. She is. I hope that. I hope that the joy and curiosity she has now, she's able to carry forward throughout at least her at, le- at least through college. Yeah. I mean, that's a long time, but I hope so because it's just going to serve her so well. Oh, you know? absolutely. And life and just pursuing whatever she wants to pursue. It's just magical, magical stuff seeing her do all of that. And I love a lot this week. There have been two mornings where it hasn't, but in the last like five or six days, you've been going to get her in the morning and taking her downstairs and then I'll get ready and then come join you guys because we're, we're really starting the shift of the not breastfeeding. But when I go in in the mornings, I get stuck up there for an hour because yeah. she wants to snuggle and I'm nurse. not going to lie. Sometimes when that happens, I'm like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I get an hour to myself. <laughs> well, it's been that way for months and months yeah, and months. But I had and no, months, I had no point of months. reference to appreciate it like I do now. Yeah, that's true. I was going to say I'm loving it on the days when you go get her, and I have 45 minutes or so. It reminds me of when she was two and three months old, and we had that agreement when I was up I nursing all down. night yeah. that you would take her for a couple hours at like six or seven a.m. and I could go back to sleep for a little bit. And it's just every cycle that's new. It all ebbs and flows, and it's just amazing to see what circles back. And I'm I'm loving that you're getting a little extra time with her yeah, in the mornings on nice. the days when you're able to well, go the, get her. The thing is, is, I'm going to make an absolutely concerted effort to spend more time with her and more focused time with her. It's just sometimes I do feel out of sorts with her. Like, uh, do I know what you want to play with right now? Do I know what you mm. want to read right now? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes just because I'm so distracted to things outside of the home, yeah, I just feel a little bit out of step with what she's doing, and that's kind of somewhere, somewhat of where my anxiety is with her. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to upset her by saying we should read this book, or I don't want to annoy her, or like confuse her, or kind of like take a step yeah. backward. And that's where my, and then also at the same time, it's like I don't want to just like put a screen on in front of her so yeah. I can sit next to her, right? Like, right, and, right. And so I, today I got like a half hour, forty five minutes with her where we. Built magnetized books and, and just played. It was a lot of fun. And she loves it. She she's also very into hide and seek right now. When I hear her go, ready loves. or not, here I come is so cute. But then she tells you where to hide. She'll she'll like go go, she'll go, Mommy, hide over there. Or Daddy, hide there. And then she'll come into the room. I was putting away laundry last night and pretend right before to find bath. You. And she comes in and she goes, Where where did Daddy go? You know, see him. Where, where could he be? And we start looking. I mean, it's just so she cute. She asked you, have you seen him? Oh, that's what she said. Have you seen my daddy? Yeah. Have you, and she said, have you seen my daddy? And then she goes, where where can he be? You know, see him? Where can he be? And just hearing her grammar coming together. It's amazing. It's so amazing. Yeah. It is so amazing. Random topic. Okay. Um, did you see what happened with Amy Schumer and what she posted? No. Okay. Um, should I be concerned for her safety? No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay. I just... I. I found this very interesting. So Hillary Baldwin, Alec Baldwin's wife, just gave birth to baby number five three months ago. Alec Baldwin is still procreating? Yeah. He needs to chill. (laughs) Well, he he has a beautiful wife whom he loves, and they just keep having babies. No, Uh, no, no. He can keep on having sex with his wife. I'm not saying he shouldn't (laughs) do that. He just seems, isn't he in his, like, 50s? 60s? Yeah. Yeah, he's not going to live. And Hillary is about... My age. Yeah, he's not going to live to okay, see them that grow aside, up. That aside, that aside, that um, aside. 
They just had their her. She just had her fifth baby. Mazel tov. And he's very cute, Eduardo. Uh, what's fine? It? Don't worry about it. Um. Anyway, she, you know, she's a fitness guru. She's a yoga instructor oh. and a big, a big fitness person, and always has been. It's okay. just part of part of her identity. She posted a picture, a beautiful picture, um, of her holding her baby. Uh, and she's in a bra and panties, and she's snuggling with the baby. And it just says, there was something cute like, you know, here we are just after morning bath, getting ready for our day kind of a thing. And it's just very sweet. Well, Amy Schumer reposted it and was like, Glenn and I would, would like to um, wish you all a happy new year, like pretending it was it was her, her and her son. Gene, uh, uh, Gene and I, not Glenn. Her son's name is Gene. Gene and I would love to, you know, happy new year and all that. And it was just this funny tongue in cheek, like really. Did somebody get upset? Yes. Who? So, well, first of all, Hillary didn't understand the joke. She was like, "I needed someone to explain it to me," and she was like, "I, I mean, I, it is kind of funny." It's a compliment more than anything, right? And she was like, "And Amy, I love you, and oh, this is great." And then people were commenting and commenting and commenting. And it started to spin out of control as far as um, she was getting a lot of body shaming. Hilaria or? Yes. On the opposite end of the spectrum that you would normally equate body shaming to of that's not what a new mom with a three-month-old looks like and this, that, and the other and actually kind of ripping her apart a little bit. She's a fitness guru. I know. Her self-identity is part I of, like, know. her fitness is part of her identity. And it just started to, to spiral in a little bit of a way. And she put up an Instagram uh, post, a video, just going, I just have to address this. What Amy did was, I mean, she goes, I still don't fully understand what the joke was, but it, what, what I'm understanding and what people are telling me, it's very funny. She went, here's why I'm here today. Body inclusivity includes everybody on the spectrum, whether you yeah. think they're too... Big, too thin, too fit, too this, too that. And she goes, you know, I've been in this world my whole life. I can take it. But there are so many people who see you ripping me apart and they start comparing and then it's going to affect them. And it was just this whole thing of be kind and don't be... Be decent. ...evil. And then... The anonymity of the internet. Amy Schumer apologized and pulled the photo down. Because she was like, oh my gosh, I didn't mean this to cause any kind of negative yeah. anything. And she goes, oh girl, it was very sweet. She was like, no, 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 all love, all light. Like you shouldn't have to apologize for your actions. It was so funny. People should make fun of themselves and laugh. I do it to my husband all the time. I got to take it too. Like She better make fun of her husband she all does. the time. She does. But it just made me go, what is wrong with people that this picture of, and maybe it's because I'm a mom too, but just a woman in general, this beautiful postpartum mom just getting out of the fourth trimester, which is a wild yeah, time a, in your it's life. It's a minefield. To have the audacity to body shame her, huh. and she was getting it from both sides, but like, yeah. it's just, I don't understand Well, that's how, especially in 2020, when there are so many other larger things going on. What? <laughs> what's happening? What's happening? That this was even a thing, and that Amy Schumer had to apologize, and well, it just I, uh, the whole thing was just very weird. I think 2020 is also part of that because yeah. people have more time to themselves to be spiraling and angry, and they need a place to put that venom and put that vitriol. And the internet is a great place to to tweet out and... tweet out conspiracy theories and hate, yeah. post comments of conspiracy theories and hate, and. At the end of the day, it's just, it's sad, hurt, broken people trying to make other people like themselves as opposed to 
because they're so hurt, right? because they're so broken, they're not able to see that the other person is trying to lift them up. Yes, they see and the I ha- they do see the, understand They see that. the hand as I a threat. Do. They don't see the hand as help. But something I've always, always been like, huh? I mean, for as long as I can remember is why do others tear people down and tear others down to like go to their level instead of... Building themselves up? Yes. Because not And I ev- understand that not everyone can, but it's always been, ever since I was a kid, it's like, well, why would you say something that mean if you're not... Like, it, it just... Well, it's beautifully naive of you. <laughs> it's like <laughs> very sweet that you don't get it. No, no, no. I get no, no, it. And I mean, as I've like, gotten older, I, mean, I get it. But even as a child, you don't it was like, why? It. It's very sweet that you don't empathize with it. Why do you have to be mean and nasty and cruel? Can't we just talk it out? Oh, yeah. Look, you know. as, somebody, <laughs> as somebody who has been probably much more aggressive in his life toward people uh, than you, yeah. Um, yeah. I, it comes from a place of fear. Yeah. It comes from a place of vulnerability and thinking that it's, mm-hmm. it's like thinking if somebody else is brave enough to be vulnerable, but I'm not, yeah. I should shame them for their vulnerability in reflex of me being afraid of my own. And I know they're projecting and, and yeah. I mean, I totally, I get it. Intellectually, I get it. Yeah, it's emotional. My heart has just never... Well, because your heart breaks for those people also. Yes. Because you, your heart's breaking not only for the person who's being shamed, but for the shamer. Yeah, f- yes. And so it's a, just a complicated ball of emotion because you want to help everybody because that's do. what's beautiful about you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, I, th- I think when it comes to... There are some definite things that you and I talked about when you were immediately postpartum. Like, hey, like let, let's set some expectations for yeah, like yeah. where you realistically think you can be. And now that you're probably going to be getting back into dancing a lot more, like yeah. thinking about God, that felt good. realistically I'll talk about that in a where you should be. And yeah. not, again, not setting your standards by somebody else's bar, but by right. your own. And that's the issue is that that's the thing with media and the thing with social media especially is we have all of these um, trendsetters saying this is what's attractive. Right. And if you, if you've made a name for yourself on pushing against that trend, on bucking the trend, because I'm sure some of the people um, that commented hate are people that are actually have notoriety for being body shamers. Because I'm sure there's a circle of, Probably. Special people that do that. It just made me go, can't you just Not laugh be an at something? Yeah. Like yeah. she was she was being very tongue in cheek about it and it just yeah. yeah, it just it just surprised yep. me. Other totally random thing. So I was teaching yesterday and there was this weird crackling buzzing sound. So you know when you like you're opening up a soda thing and it has that like sizzle, sizzle kind of crackle sound. So I keep getting distracted during this lesson. I'm like, what is that? And I'm looking around and I was like, oh no, is it Jason's Xbox? Because now it's set up in here. Did he leave it on the way he used to at the house? It used to drive me crazy. I was like, no. I'm like, what is it? What is it? And I'm like, I'm in the middle of this thing and I keep interrupting her being like, I'm so sorry. I have to hold on. (laughs) And I'm looking around and I realize it's coming from the right speaker of my keyboard. Oh, is your keyboard dying? And I turned my keyboard off and it stopped. And I went, no. no. And I turned it back on and it started again. I went, no. And my student looks at me. She went, oh, no. I went, well, this keyboard is 13, 12, oh, 13 God. years old. And I was like, that is the last thing we need right now is for this to break and to have to buy me a whole a new electric. So I hope it's not dying, dying. You can buy you a new keyboard. But it's, uh, 
it, it was a moment of Time really 2020. You should start Come a, on. You should start a GoFundMe because we can't on. afford that. I know. Because this was, I mean, this was kind of a top of the line. I have a Yamaha upright, you know, weighted 88 key electric keyboard that I teach on, I record on. This is, you know, I do everything on this. And I'm like, oh no. Oh no. Please don't do this right now. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's fine. It's just, it's hissing and crackling out of the right speaker. Maybe the speaker's just dead. I'll look into it to see kind of, you know, if we can Maybe repair as, the opposed, as opposed to a, a yeah, I might be repurchase. Able to, I might be able to fix that. <laughs> we cannot afford to buy me a new yeah, keyboard no, right now. Legitimately, I can take a look at it and I might be able to fix it. I'll take a look. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> oh, I love you. Love you too. Let's go and watch I'm Love really Actually tonight. We're going to watch Love Actually tonight. There was something else I wanted to say. Oh, right. No. Dance. Cinetic. You mentioned it. The thing. I had to put... Um, <laughs> Oh, good Lord. Damn. I had to put this whole dance on, on tape. <laughs> I had to clear out the sitting room area so I could actually dance. And I had to do uh, freestyle. I had to do point. I had to do jazz. I had to do all this stuff. And it felt good. so good. It was nice to see you smile like that. Oh, it felt great. And then it was like, whoo, Nelly G whiz am I out of shape? Like, it was like, holy cow. But not, not out of shape like the way you might perceive if I say out of shape. I just, I do not have my triple spin. My split is not fully there. And after like three or five minutes, because each take was like three to five minutes, I was huffing Completely and puffing yeah, and panting. And I was like, oh my gosh. But um, we'll see what happens. And hopefully come January, which is just a couple weeks away. Oh, a not week? Even, it's a week, a week and a half away? No, it's, it's eight days away. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> I might be dancing four days a week again, which would yeah. be... Amazing yeah, and complicated, complicated for our schedule, at the same but time. We'll but it it'll out. be wonderful. Merry Christmas Merry Eve Christmas, and Merry everyone. Christmas to everybody. Yeah. Enjoy the holidays. Please stay safe. Happy and almost Kwanzaa. Happy almost Kwanzaa. Just enjoy. And um, I just love you so much. Love you too, and I'm babe. really proud of you. Thanks. I'm proud of you too. And thank you all for tuning in. Like you say, babe. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosenwald. And, and this, this has been, been Married to Hollywood. Hollywood. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Love is love. Love is love. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Stay safe, stay healthy, wear a mask. Vote. Vote Georgia. if you're in Georgia. Do it. Vote. And yeah, we love you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.